Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's Rob McKnight here. Usually right about now I'd be telling you what's coming up on the TV Black Box podcast. But this episode is a little bit different. It starts off normally enough. We talk about David Koch leaving Sunrise, but then we move on to Stan Grant. And it would be fair to say that the conversation gets robust, upsetting, but then reflective and it takes an interesting journey. Usually I'd cut this right down to make it a five to ten minute conversation, but I'm doing something different. I'm going to leave the whole thing in. Whether you listen to it or not is up to you. And I'll tell you, there was a point during that discussion I almost walked away from the TV Black Box podcast. There was a point where I thought, this isn't fun, this isn't what I want it to be, I just want to talk about TV. But of course, as the nation starts to talk about social issues, especially those of Indigenous Australians, It's infecting everything we do, including the coronation coverage of the ABC and whether it was a good or bad thing for them to do. It's pretty obvious what I thought, especially when you listen to the podcast. I I haven't listened back, but I'm sure some of this will be uncomfortable to hear. And in fact, there's a whole section where Mulk is talking about whether I myself am racist or not. But I do think it's an interesting conversation and one that's happening around the country. So listen to just the David Kosh bit if you want. Or if you're feeling game, have a listen to what went down. I'm leaving it all in. No edits, no tweaks to make myself sound good. This is raw. This is real. This is the weirdest episode of TV Black Box you will ever hear. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight and a very warm welcome to you for another edition of TV Black Box. Sorry for the week off, few of us were sick, including this guy, TV presenter David Robinson. Hello, Robbo. (laughs) Don't worry, I pulled myself out of bed (laughs) because I will not let the sickness win because television must be the greatest winner. That's also because, Robbo, you knew you'd get replaced. What? What? Who's talking about replacements? <laughs> uh, Robert, my sickness was worse than yours. Yes, of course. You're I a man. I had no idea what you had, but no. I had a cold and it was bad. Bad. I know it was. And, and <laughs> thank God you're here tonight. What a sacrifice. I know. Thank you. <laughs> TV Black Box producer Abby Mickelson is with us. Hello, Abby. Hello, Rob, and I am recording today on the land of the Daramurugal people, which actually I have to give a quick apology. Previously, I have been referring to them as the Karingai people. I have learnt this week Daramurugal is more specific and more correct, and so that is how I will be referring to them, and I would like to pay my respects to them and acknowledge their elders past and present. The more you know. Bum, mm. bum, bum. And the viewers' advocate Steve Mulk is with us. Hello, Steve. Hello, Rob and Abby and Robbo. It's great to be with you. I'm recording tonight on the land of the Dark and Jung Mob, as usual. That's where I live. And I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past and present, uh, and, of course, their emerging ones. Thank you very much. Let's get into it, because in huge breakfast television news, David Koch has announced his shock departure from Sunrise. After a 21-year run, Koshy holds the record as the longest-serving breakfast television host in Australian TV history. Here's what he had to say to his viewers this morning when he broke the news. Now, before we move on, just a bit of news from me. I've decided to hang up the boots as co-host of Sunrise after... 
nearly 21 years, over 5,300 shows, and... <laughs> Nat, stop it. Uh, and almost 16,000 hours of live TV, it's time to uh, work some business hours, I reckon, and have a bit of flexibility to focus more on Lib, our very big family, as you know. He'll finish up on Friday the 9th of June. Robbo, we've both had the pleasure of working with Koshi. Certainly big shoes to fill. Huge shoes to fill. I got uh, honestly a little emotional when I uh, read these stories and also heard what he had to say. Uh, this is an end of an era. Uh, as Natalie Barr said, he changed the way Australian breakfast television was made in this country and he changed it for the better. He certainly helped to turn around the fortunes of the Seven Network. Uh, and I, um, I which think was... Adam Boland changed the way it was made, but he was certainly the vehicle and the, and the face of it. Yes. So, so <laughs> what I said. Yep. Yep. So we could probably keep well, what I said. Just the way you put that made it sound like he was the one executive <laughs> producing and, and no, creating the show. No, no. Of course, Adam Boland is a big part of it. We're talking about <laughs> Koshi tonight. Um, and I think um, it will be very, very different. Huge shoes to fill. And I think that'll be the problem. If you try and fill the shoes, you'll never fill the shoes. So it needs to change in the way it's no longer Koshi. It's going to be someone else. Uh, and that sounds obvious. But when you think about it, people go, well, he's not like Koshi, is he? Or this and that. You just can't compare them. Um, what a great achievement. He is an uh, amazing man. I adored working with him for two years a long, long time ago. Um, and I was lower than shark shit. And he was always lovely to me. Um, <laughs> always was really, really sweet and lovely. And I, I just wish him all the best. But wow, what a change and what an announcement. Yeah, and a very big deal. He wanted to leave a year ago. Seven asked him to stay. They've been working on the transition, presumably to Matt Sheverington. And <laughs> some people are saying, though, that it could be Chris Brown. Anything's oh, possible. Oh, my I God. Think, but hang on, before no, Robert gets asking, in, we know what's going to happen. Mo, before um, Robert gets uh, in. Robert. Um, um, Mo. It's, it, yes. Hi, Rob. So, <laughs> basically, I've been doing a bit of investigating about this today. Great. And so, Koshi wanted the audience to hear it from him first. Mm-hmm. Only a small group of people knew about it. Like, we're talking tiny. Yeah, like uh, Sean and uh, Sarah, the, for the sure. The people yeah. on the floor... His co-workers had no idea. Amazing. His wife, Libby, was actually there for the announcement in the studio, so she well, was there. Should have been last-minute alarm bells for any of the production crew hanging around, right? I know, right? That or he's <laughs> announcing that he's pregnant, and that was never going to happen. <laughs> but I can tell you, when he came off air, obviously it was a big celebration. They had yeah. champagne and cake after the show. Uh, I'm told by my spies that it was actually just really beautiful, a great vibe. Wonderful. And he made a wonderful speech uh, to the team after he came off air and was able to reveal the news with everyone. Great. I mean, it's 21 years in the same gig. I know we talked about this not dissimilarly for Richard Wilkins, gosh, I think it was last year, um, is no mean feat in any industry, least of all in the Australian television industry, and for all of his foibles, and he has put his foot in his mouth more than a couple of occasions. Um, Koshi has been... Koshi has been a part of the furniture for many people's morning programs and, and, you know, routines for that long. Like, it's been a a huge thing. I I enjoyed tonight on on 7 News that uh, their, like, tribute and acknowledgement of of Koshi's effort included him sitting next to Mel and talking a bit about that in that context. Because while I acknowledge that Mel has long left the building um, in the context of Sunrise, it was Mel and Koshi for the longest time. And, it was and that they chemistry. really, oh, mate, and 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 I think it would be unfair t- for him to not acknowledge her in that context. But that's mm. that's my personal beef. Just as to the replacement of Koshi, like you um, all, I'm sure have seen scuttlebutt all over um, the internet, particularly on Twitter, about who will replace him, and much of it is spurious. I have to say, someone suggested Matt Doran. Politely, that ship sailed a long time ago. It will not be Matt Doran. Um, for the pundits that are suggesting Chris Brown. God bless you and the wonderful naivety that you live in. That's not going to be Chris Brown. Uh, absolutely, this is Chevo's gig. He is yeah. more than the heir apparent. He's been worn in to the audience in that, as you mentioned, Koshi a year ago renegotiated a deal because he wanted to go. And part of that deal was just less of Koshi on Sunrise for the same money. So that meant they needed to fill the shoes. And why would you then not put in the person that you're going to fill Koshi's chair when Koshi leaves? to get the audience ready for that transition. We've talked about breakfast TV particularly being a difficult ship to turn as today and have been experiencing for a little while. And and in part, 
this helps because the audience are used to Shervo sitting next to Nat, and yeah. it really leaves only Nat and Barretts as the old guard standing. I mean, are they trying to outdo Koshi? Well, they got their chance now, don't they? They certainly do, and we will see what happens. And regarding today, there's a little bit of news around them, which we'll get to in a bit. But first, it has been a massive couple of weeks for Stan Grant and the ABC. Now, look, as has been widely reported, the host of Q&A has stepped down from his post due to a backlash over the ABC's coronation coverage and racism he has received on social media. In an opinion piece, Stan wrote on the ABC website, he also spoke of his disappointment at not being publicly supported by the ABC calling it an institutional failure. Appearing on Q&A the following Monday, this is some of what he had to say. Many of you would know by now that I'm stepping away for a little while. Sometimes we need to just take time out. Sometimes our souls are hurting, and so it is for me. Yinjamara Winangana means to live with respect in a world worth living in. And we in the media must ask if we are truly honouring a world worth living in. Too often, we are the poison in the bloodstream of our society. I'm not walking away for a while because of racism. We get that far too often. I'm not walking away because of social media hatred. I need a break from the media. I feel like I'm part of the problem. And I need to ask myself how or if we can do it better. Now, the news of his departure attracted headlines around the world, including BBC and the Washington Post. Ida Buttrose, the chair of the ABC, has condemned the online abuse directed at Stan, saying she didn't know what he was going through. Since then, current and former Aboriginal staff and people of colour have spoken out about institutional issues of racism within the ABC and the wider Australian media landscape. Abby, we need to be very clear on something. Stan Grant has not left the ABC. He's on eight weeks stress leave. This is one of the major problems I have with the ABC. I asked the question, is he still being paid? And they would not respond. They would not give an indication. And then a day later in Senate estimates, uh, we hear from the managing director, oh, he's on eight weeks leave. So these headlines that he had left the ABC, the way the whole thing was phrased, was bullshit. Well, I don't think... I think that was just down to the reporting by other publications. He never said he was leaving forever. He said that it was for going to be for a specific amount of time that he didn't outline initially. And I but it think it did sound like he was going for a long time. Sure, which eight, eight weeks, weeks is, is a two long time. months. Sorry. That's yeah. Sorry, that's, Abby. No, you're right. That's two months. That is a significant amount of time. And I think in terms of the pay and the ABC being transparent about that, that was probably something that was still being discussed and figured out while it was being negotiated, how long he was on leave for and things like that. I don't, I didn't really, well, I just, I just didn't really have an issue with that. I don't think of all the things to take away from the story, whether or not he was being paid really mattered to me much, to be honest. No, fine, but. It's still the public person. To be honest, I don't have an issue if he's being paid. I, I You know, he's he's made this big declaration. It sounded like he was going for six months or something. So that, to me, was a story. Now that, that still we know might it's turn only into eight that, weeks. But it might still turn into six months. He, he said at the beginning, at the end of it, that he needs to take a break from what the media is. Mm. And he feels that he's part of what the problem is that he sees in this country. So, yes, it's officially eight weeks. We can't know that on that, you know, the Monday of that ninth week, he's going to be back in the building. I think that sure. that, that is kind of what they're mm. saying. I also think it's important for the story, really. What has happened to him is ghastly and horrid, and is, yeah. it's, it's finally time that we um, shine a light on it properly. And we did with him. That that I also got emotional about that. I get very emotional these days um, about his um, going away speech, which was also very very important. And mm. and he might take eight weeks. He might take eight months. The mm. problem is he's taking one day. Mm. Even one day is the problem that he is taking, mm. and that is an issue we need to talk about. And finally, we are. And I also found it interesting in his speech, as Robbo said, it was a very emotional speech, that he wasn't just talking about social media, he was talking about the media landscape in general. And I found that a lot of, even Ida, Ida Buttrose's um, comments, she was specifically condemning social media and people are, people are kind of dismissing the issue by just saying, oh yeah, trolls on social media are so awful, but they're disregarding the fact that this is an institutional problem and it is widespread on, across on, the mainstream on, on. as well. 
Are you saying the media were being racist because they did criticise the coronation coverage? I would say in some of their reporting there was racism, yes. I'm not saying criticism is inherently racist. Of course not. Sounds it. Well, then you're misunderstanding. But the problem is the coronation was a disaster. And and my biggest issue is it wasn't Stan Grant's fault. He was a panellist on a program. No issue from my point Mm -hmm. of view with Stan Grant. But... The ABC are doubling down saying it's an important conversation to have. Yes, but not as guests are entering the Abbey. That is completely inappropriate, but we've had this discussion and we I know there's disagreements on this panel, Abby. Can I just say, I know we've had this discussion, but it has been something I've been thinking about a lot over the past couple of weeks, as I'm sure a lot of people have. And I've been reading a lot of commentary about it and... I have come to the conclusion, first of all, I find it ironic that the people who put in formal complaints and things like that are the same people who are complaining about free speech and all that sort of thing. Like the Venn diagram is a circle. They are the same people. So free speech <laughs> no, applies to them. they're allowed to, them. to have a view on whether the ABC made a good programming decision with their government-funded that Their dollars. view is not that and nuanced. It, I'm telling that might be your view and that's great for you. There I just a lot wish of- you didn't think Australia was so racist. All right. Well, I'm I'm just going on what I see. I'm sorry. Like, if you can look at everything that's happened over the past two weeks and think there isn't a problem with racism in this country, then like, I don't know what I'm else to say. I'm not saying there isn't a problem, and I'm not saying Stan Grant wasn't subjected to racism. But what I think is a bigger problem is the ABC basically left him to the sharks of the media because with the coronation coverage, they didn't get up and, uh, you know what? If the ABC just stood up and said, you know what? We made a mistake. But it, it was, wasn't. We, <laughs> but they made a mistake in your opinion. Why are you yes, wanting? Yes, and them? in the opinion of many other Australians and the media, who you are saying Great. are being racist because they took issue with it. Yeah, fine. And I just think to say, I think it comes from an incredibly privileged and disrespectful place to say, oh, I just want to watch my king being crowned. Can you hold your problems for a couple of hours? I don't care about that right now. I want to watch my king. Like that is an incredibly privileged position to come from. And I that just. Is, I'm sorry. From a programming point of view, it did really well people in the like ratings, you though, are not tuning it? into the coronation. But it did really well in the ratings, didn't it? So why is it a disaster? No, it just didn't. You not disagreed. that section. No, it didn't because people turned off. And later on, when the full coronation was happening, it did well in the ratings because people had missed that bizarre uh, calamity of oh, a panel. God. And it was a. It, it was ridiculous to think that. Well, who who are you programming for? As a programmer, it's a simple question. I'm putting a show on. Who is it for? On the night of the coronation, as people are entering the Abbey, anti-monarchists like yourself, Abbey, are not watching that show. But we've got to teach these people who want to watch a coronation an issue. It's the arrogance of people like you and the ABC who say, (laughs) we must teach these people, they need to be educated, that they can't enjoy this spectacle. You absolute idiots. It's if, if, pure arrogance. If I if I might jump in at this point, um, please. I, I acknowledge I, I acknowledge uh, your your feeling on this, Rob, and you you hold it pretty deeply, and and that's fine. There are a whole bunch of Australians who hold similar views to you around the 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 feeling that maybe that the coverage of that was unnecessary. Um, I'm I I disagree that Abby's view or people that hold a similar view, and I'll, I'll be one of those, that it's a position of arrogance. I, I would put to you that. A conversation around the impact of colonialism on the day that a distant monarch is not crowned. as live pictures are coming through for the coronation that people are tuning in to watch. But it, as, as we've discussed before, it wasn't during the coronation; it was during people walking into a church. It's part like, of the coverage, sure, and and the rest of the coverage played on. And part of the challenge was while the the situation, as we have previously noted, so little. Ad- a promotion was done around that to even allow people to know that it was on. In fact, unless That's you right. were welded on. So people were tuning into on, the coronation and got that shit. Unless you were a welded on ABC viewer who holds that view, you were, if you were tuned in, you were watching it, or if you were tuned in to watch the ABC's coverage and you disagreed, you changed channels. I mean, that's the benefit of our wonderful, you know, free-to-air market and, and how it situ- you know, situates itself. It's been a very interesting morning from the ABC's point of view because apart from and and not even this morning, the acknowledgement by David Anderson and from from the chair Ida Buttrose that the ABC failed Stan Grant is a completely reasonable viewpoint because of the fact that. of their lack of support um, around the comments that had been made, and there have been many. As an example, but a press release. 
How does it Sorry, happen? Sorry, Malk. How does it happen when you've got, obviously, you've got a high-profile person mm. in Stan Grant. You've got someone who does attract criticism, basically, you know, because of, from racists anyway. Yes. But also for conserv- conservatives. So, you've got someone who, uh, which I think is just ridiculous, but has many targets on his back. Yeah. How on earth does a media organization not realize what's happening when yeah. everyone else does and not protect him yeah. In a, in a better way. Like, I am shocked. It's not like Stan was, like, all of a sudden became in the spotlight and got all of this uh, negative attention. He was attracting it for <laughs> the worst reasons yeah. and for some time. Right. That's my question to you, Mark. What, how are we then coming, oh, yeah, shit, hold on a minute. Yeah, uh, uh, now that you mention it, we've, we've we bloody fucked up on this one. How? Well, I, I, I can't directly speak for either... David or for Ita, what I can offer is out of the t- two of the, the the multitude of press releases that we've received from the ABC about this incident, <laughs> um, I'll give you these stats just by way of some, maybe a hint, not explanation, but maybe some indication. Sure. One of them talked about um, the number of complaints that came to the ABC around the broadcast. Now, they have said as of 24th of May, so that was Friday if my maths are correct, maybe Thursday last week, Thursday. Um, the ABC had received around 170 good faith actionable complaints. Out of 25 right? million. 170. Mm-hmm. They had received over 1,800 contacts, they've called them, and more than oh, 1,100 yeah. of those were racist or abusive or did not raise a substantive issue and are not considered good faith complaints. So those Hang on. What, what, yes. when, what's what's classified as a substantive issue because there could have been three racist comments and one thousand non-substantive issues. Now I'm not saying that sure. I believe a lot of them would have been racist. Just sure, right? So, but but what does that mean? That because the whole investigation that they sure. got cleared of was about editorial um, policy. Now, of course, the ABC didn't break an editorial policy. That was a legitimate conversation sure, to have on yeah, the yeah. ABC. I'm not yes. arguing that point. My whole issue is the timing. And so the ABC could never have been found in breach of anything because that wasn't the remit, that wasn't the terms of reference for the ombudsman. Well, I mean, the the the, the response is part of even just that, that release, Rob, and I offer it by means of the ABC's explanation, noted that the 45-minute discussion formed only part of the extensive coverage of the coronation, that there were no accuracy concerns, and that no. the role of the monarchy to modern Australia and the Indigenous perspectives presented were legitimate and newsworthy topics for discussion on the rare occasion of a coronation and in the context of the ABC's extensive coverage. I agree with that, but not while guests are entering the Abbey and there are live pictures coming and people are tuning in to watch a coronation. Then I I would ask very innocently, at what part during the ABC's extensive coverage should that discussion have taken place? Any time in the morning, the night preceding, the the night after? That's not part of the coverage. The coverage well, happened. I don't think it should have been Saturday part of Astro- current. Well, simple. I don't think it should have been part of the coronation coverage. The ABC had plenty of other opportunities to hold those very discussions. And if I'm serious on this, if they're applying the same rules every time they cover an event, i.e., Mardi Gras, they need to let opposing views on to have those no, discussions. That's a false equivalent it's argument, not, Rob. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's not a false equivalent because is. there are people that don't agree with trans issues. Rob, and politely. so they should be given a platform in the hour before Mardi Gras to have their say. Pure no, Rob, it's not the same simple. thing. It's not the it same thing. It is the same thing. Gay people did not turn up on Australia and say that no one lived here and so we're claiming Ah, it. so you're applying rules on where we can have the discussion. No, I'm, so I'm so what we have to do is allow the, to the far argument, left Rob. to determine every rule on what we can and can't talk about. No, That's Rob, what we're saying here. I'm helping give context to the argument. The reason why this is of the concern that it is and the conversation that it is is because of that direct relationship between colonisation and the monarchy. Drag artists are being accused of infiltrating our kids with bad thoughts. Obviously, I don't agree with any of this, but that is the accusation and they're trying to have drag artists banned from story time. Sure. So the equivalent is that society is being corrupted. Again, not a view I agree with. No one is saying that society is being corrupted because of an impact that took place 220, 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, whatever it was, relating to colonialism. What the reflection was is in the name of the monarch that King Charles III represents this instance happened. And since then, the Indigenous people have had a struggle, and that is 
just unequivocally agreed upon through history and through government. That's that's the reality of that. So that conversation, just really quickly to finish off my point in response to Robbo, I, I apologize that I've dominated um, in, in these last moments. One of the other press releases came out and pointed out that between the 6th of May and the 20th of May, the date range used by the Australian, more than 240 stories were published across the News Corp net- network about this issue. So? That is, but Rob, and that, 240 that is... 240 stories in yes, 14 days. Yes, because their coronation coverage no, was no, a major no, story. That is where no. inherently racism does come into it. It doesn't have to be a publication... <laughs> All right. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay. Because they do stories about the ABC making a programming decision, that's racist. No, no there's... I just want to she clarify. She said inherent racism. There is inherent racism in the way the reporting was being made. That's the challenge. Not in every case, not in all of the cases. In some of the cases, absolutely, there were some very average and to the point of racist remarks and reviews included or or comments made within the, the nature of those stories. And that's that that's the challenge. Well, let Abby say her statement. I'll do an edit. I shouldn't have interrupted. I apologize. Oh, God, I've lost my train of thought. It's fine. Just keep going. This is the challenge of every Indigenous person that lands on our TV screens in a broadcast context, whether they are a journalist such as Stan, whether they are someone that holds an opinion, whether they are um, a presenter, or whether they are just some competitor in a reality show, as we're seeing, for example, on the summit right now. They have to overcome an unfair perspective that some people within the Australian community hold about them. And it is unfounded. The people don't know them. And they're making decision, they're making those claims and those decisions based purely on the colour of their skin and not on the basis of their character because they do not know those people. And that is why some people say that a portion, a large portion of Australia, even the generalisation that Australia is a racist country because those things, those decisions are made, those statements are made all the time. And while it may be made by a minority, that's fine. It's, well, sorry, while it may be made by a minority, that's not fine. It happens. The challenge is that more often than not, some in that minority have access to very big megaphones and that is entirely horrendous. And uh, just on that, uh, Waleed Ali appeared on uh, News Breakfast talking about this exact issue, and he said something along the lines of, um, Australia inherently is not a racist country except when its minorities speak up. Mm. And that is when the majority of the population have an issue because the minorities are going out of turn. That's the issue. It was it was an amazing uh, quote, and if you can find it on the internet, it it is brilliant, and it's so succinct, exactly what we're talking about here. Australia's fine. Australia's great. Everyone's here. Everyone's welcome. Lucky country. Wonderful. As long as you stay within your square. If you get out of your square, there are issues. I I just want to reinforce, Robin, and you can choose to include this in the podcast or not. I'm certainly not suggesting that you're racist. I I don't think that Abby is either. I won't speak for her. I, I don't. I would say that I think she thinks you're racist either. No one is making that claim about you or against you. It is a difficult to see a conversation for everybody to have, and it's an important conversation for all of us to be having. Because while Stan has both the skills and the experience to be able to um, navigate this issue, and and look, we saw a very emotional, very strong statement from him at the end of Q and A on on Monday night. Um, revealed cracks and the impact of this the stuff that has been said to him and about him and and like strength to his arm i I can't even imagine what it feels like to have what i'm sure to him feels like almost the entire nation upon him we need to be having these conversations because for every stan grant who has let's call it the benefit of eight weeks stress leave to be able to lean into and get some support hopefully and get some help and work through and process that there are literally hundreds of people, not just Indigenous people, of all sorts of cultures that face the same or worse every, every day. And that is something that I can't abide and something that we all 
as Australians, need to be binding together and working to fight because racism is not acceptable. And yet in the last two weeks, we've seen horrendous examples of racism hidden in the view of opinion and headline, and we're just reporting the story. And that's outrageous. Um, here's the problem. We're a TV podcast and... Sure. Which is why I'm happy if you cut that out, Rob. That's, that, that, yeah, but that's not, I, doesn't have I to actually be just don't think we should go on. Abby's upset. Um, it's fine. Up- I'm pulling myself together. Keep you don't going. have to pull yourself together. I've upset you with what I've said. I... I, I just can't have this. I, I can't abide with this whole thing that the coverage of people, outlets covering an event is racist. But that wasn't what anyone was saying. You said it's inherently racist. And I was about to go on when you interrupted, and that's fine. So you can cut that bit out because, yes, that statement on its own doesn't make sense. What I was going to continue to say, I think, would have made sense, but. It's fine. I, I don't think it matters that we're a TV podcast. This is like this was the biggest TV news story of the past two weeks. I think it's worth talking it's about. It's true, Rob. There's I think lots it was of headlines. A good conversation. I think it's fine. I think we should keep going. I will jump back in when I can. The next topic, I didn't have anything to say anyway. So, but the one after that, I'll be fine. The the real difficulty for us, Rob, is that in the next six months, even part of me, even possibly longer up to and including the referendum, is that this is just going to keep bubbling up, particularly in relation to the media's coverage of Indigenous issues and Indigenous broadcasters and Indigenous politicians. It's just going to keep popping up. Here's my take that you all disagree with me on. I think Australians believe in a fair go. It, I it, don't... It, let, let Rob go, please. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I think Australians believe in a fair go. What they don't want is to be constantly told they're racist, to be constantly told they're in the wrong, and to be made to feel like they're arseholes. Hmm. And right now, you guys have all made me feel like I'm an arsehole because I've defended the media. I'm not saying there's not racist elements. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that everything is perfect. But who gives a shit that News Corp did 240 articles or whatever it was in that time period? Because it was a legitimate story. That coronation, that that coronation programming, was wrong in my opinion. But Mm. people give a shit because News Corp is the most read masthead in the country. So that's why people give a shit about it. That's the problem. But obviously, people are reading those stories, or otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. And sure, maybe it's part we, we, of culture yes, wars, of course, but I can course, tell you, I've spoken yeah. about it on 4BC because I didn't, and here on TV Black Box, because mm. I genuinely thought it was a real issue. Yeah, and it's... I think that um, David Anderson and Justin Stevens have a lot to answer for. They would still have a presenter hosting Q&A if they had stood up and said the timing was bad. Oh, the same and I know Sorry, that yeah, you guys disagree with me, and I know that, but but their their silence and then their doubling down turned this into a bigger issue. They refused to hear what the public was saying, and the public were saying that through two GB, four BC, three AW, uh, Kiss FM, News Corp, all the others. The talkback, the, the discussions that were taking place in the news media was telling the ABC they got it wrong. It's this section of Twitter on the hard left that say, no, these people needed to be told. These people tuning in to the coronation needed to be so told why, why the they're hard, wrong. Why are you legitimising the hard right on the talkback and whatever, but the hard left, they're I'm just a section that no one should right. listen to? I'm talking about Australians are a centrist. Australians are in the centre, probably a little bit to the right, to the until right. the right goes too far. And we've got a Labor government. How can you say Australians are hard right? Because I don't think Labor are particularly anyway. That's like is this is so irrelevant to anything. It's all it's all relevant because right now I'm 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 trying to work out whether I continue with this podcast. Why? Because I don't think this is a fun podcast anymore. And we're getting every well, well, week we're, we're getting, getting bogged down in racism issues. 
and and I completely look like an arsehole because I dare defend the media because I don't think they're doing the wrong thing that you guys all are hammering them for. It's not everyone versus the ABC. The ABC, Stan Grant, any person is when you put your head up, you have to accept criticism. Stan Grant said that himself. Mm-hmm. Now, I I'm really not even admire what he said. The ABC. I don't, I'm not even defending the ABC in this. I think they fucked him over. Okay. I admired what he said in Q, on Q and A on the other night. It was I, amazing. I thought, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Well said. He didn't point fingers. He took blame himself. There was so much to respect about what he said. But I come back to it. At the very core of what started this avalanche was the heads of the ABC thinking this was the right time to run a program like this. Now. You guys can all defend it as much as you like, but you can't deny the facts that this program has created an avalanche that has resulted in the host of Q&A taking eight weeks stress leave. But why do you think it's created that, Rob? Because bad bad programming decisions are made all the time, right? Why when that stupid balloon show rates like shit, why doesn't everyone (laughs) freak out about that? That's what, that's the point I was leading to the very fact that there was so much coverage of this was because people were angry because it was an Aboriginal man talking about colonization. That is what I was trying to say in the fact that having however many 200, whatever articles about this did come from a place of racism because there weren't 200 articles about blow up or whatever it was called doing shit. All right. I'll answer that. Blow up was inconsequential. Nobody gives a fuck about blow That up. was just an example. Like, I just, any I, programming I decision is not scrutinised like this one was. Because what it was is it played into a perception about the ABC that it talks down to us and it's arrogance. I come back to it. Here's the simple thing from a programming point of view. Nobody that is anti-monarchist was tuning in at 5 o'clock as people were entering the Abbey to watch ABC because they knew what they were going to get. They knew they were getting coronation coverage. Can I quickly, pe- sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I know you're in the middle of point. Can I just say I know factually that is not true. I actually know many people who are not even, well, some strictly anti-monarchist, but others who just don't care and watch the ABC. My brother hates the royal family and he watched the ABC's coverage of it. Okay, but he was watching the coronation. He wasn't tuning in specifically for this discussion. No, but he was thrilled at what he saw. I understand. But my point is the ABC made a lot of promos talking about its coronation coverage. People are going, oh, the coronation's happening soon. I'll, I'll start tuning in early as I'm making dinner. And they cop this panel discussion, which is a valid panel discussion, but in the wrong place, in the wrong time. At that time, as people are entering Westminster Abbey, what you want is history of the royal family, the pomp, the ceremony, the circumstance. It's like an episode of Black Mirror. Or what's that movie, Don't Look Up, where it's just like, oh, we have to ignore the massive thing that's going on here so that we can all have fun. Like, that's depraved. But that's because you don't like the royal family and, and what they've done. That's fine. Yeah, I acknowledge that. So why can't you see why this programming would upset viewers who just wanted to watch the coronation? But that they have other options. If the here's what, if the ABC okay, was so the, oh, next week I'm going on the ABC flashing my dick and I'll just say, but you've got other options. You don't oh, have yeah, to watch me flashing my thing. dick. That's the, I, totally the same thing. I, d- I don't know that you'd politely get the chance to, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a number of issues that would that would get to you before you got your pants to your knees, I think. Um, <laughs> if, if I can jump in, Abby, and, and not to prolong the conversation, I want, I want to support both of you absolutely. The quest, the, I understand your position around the question of the programming choice, Rob. I understand it. Um, I think that Which the programming choice... Which is where I choice, have come from the whole time. Sure. that The difficulty is in some of your... If I say justification, please don't misunderstand that. Some of your rationale, your supporting evidence for why it's a bad programming decision has veered to places that I know don't represent who you are. And 
that 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 is a, a challenge to hear sometimes. Well, what have I said that makes me racist? Rob, I have never said that you are. I have never said you are racist. No, okay, but could give someone the perception that I'm racist. <sighs> Just in our conversation tonight, the suggestion that this conversation around. The, the, the panel conversation around colonialism, let's just call it that, for the nature of that yep. program, didn't need to take place on, on that day, in the even in the slot, particularly, let's even just hit it, in the slot where it was, which was, as I very bluntly put it, people are just walking into church. Like, frankly, who gives a toss? Who wants to see? Like, you can see Katy Perry walking around trying to find a seat for 20 minutes. Merry Christmas to you. Um in, like that was literally what was happening, and it, in the broadest sense, it didn't detract from the actual coronation coverage because it was a whole walking news break, like a hour plus, of stuff that happened between that show and the formal start of proceedings. Now I agree there will have been people that tuned in to watch it, hung around, left, did whatever they wanted to do. The inference that this issue in discussing colonialism has no place in the larger picture coverage programming decision of a distant monarch to us might might suggest for some people that that's coming from a place of racism for you. Now, we know in our conversations, and I know you, that that's not your motivation. It's a programming conversation. That is what is driving you in this conversation to, to the best of my ability. So I, I, I don't think that. I'm not going to make that claim from you. That That is as you've requested, a suggestion as to why maybe some people might think that you are, given that you're holding this contrary position around what this is. Sure. All of the other ammunition around the News Corp stuff and the complaints and all, they're not, none of that is targeted at you. I, I, unless you made a complaint, you're racist prick. Um, <laughs> the, the, the absolute challenge. I, I agree that largely everything you said, Australia is a country of a fair go generally. The, the I'm not difficulty. saying there aren't issues. Yeah, oh, mate, and we got plenty. There is no question. We can point fingers at America and go, look at the shit that they're in, and we forget to see all of the fingers pointing back at us about some of the stuff that we don't do super well. We, tr- we try our hardest. We we do, I think, at the core of it, want to be people that encourage each other and you know lend a mate a hand and all of the good stuff that has helped build us to be who we are. In doing that, it's meant that lots of people from other cultures have come in and, and helped grow us as an incredible nation. Unfortunately, there is a portion of Australia, and they are largely white, and they are largely people who are born here, and dare I say it, all of, if we go back far enough, migrant families that feel they have ownership over this nation in the way that it should be and who it should be, at the cost and at the... Um, detriment of some of these people from other cultures before we even start on our indigenous people my parents i love well god rest my mum's soul my dad's still well alive horrendously racist horrendously Mm. racist i understand in part i don't accept it i don't support it i understand in part how they got to be in that position because they grew up in a rural town in new south wales where largely the only indigenous people they saw were drunk that was it. Yeah. And and yeah. they never do anything good in town and they only cause problems and, and all of the reasons why they should hold that position. And I'm going to put to you that in part, it was largely endemic of the way the society treated them in the 50s and 60s, even into the 70s, them being our Indigenous peoples. Yeah, I agree. Horrendous. We Horrendous. stole babies from families. Oh, mate, all of that stuff, right. And the difficulty is in trying to have Do the that. conversation about In having those conversations, because I will say with an asterisk, we don't do that anymore as a nation. There are exceptions, but we don't do that in the same way that we used to do it. Um, For us to build a better relationship with our Indigenous people means we have to acknowledge our past sins. That doesn't mean that we're saying we're sorry we did it. We're saying we're sorry that this has happened and that we... Our ancestors, they may only be one generation removed from us, but that our ancestors did this to you. And we want to try and change this and we want to learn and we want to build a relationship together as, let's call it Anglo-Australia and Indigenous Australia, so that we don't repeat those mistakes of the past. That We're still repeating all them. all this is about. Yes. We are uh, repeating hey, do, 
Yes. Do you want my project kind of funny, like, yes, out? Get it Come out, because we're going to wrap on, up Pete the Hillier. podcast All right, here. here we go. Oh. Why I was are just we wrapping say, up the podcast? <clears throat> okay. Well, let Robert do his thing, and then I'll talk about okay. it. Okay, really important uh, discussion that we're having, but I'm so glad that Rob stopped saying um, people entering Abbey. That's all I heard out of that discussion. <laughs> and that made me feel really uncomfortable until I realised what you meant with the Westminster Abbey. But just hearing people entering Abbey, I was like, come on, guys. I do believe that's a classic David Robinson zinger. <laughs> it gets you out um, of it. Here's what I want to do. I actually want to put the podcast out exactly as we've recorded it. No, I'm not no, edit no, no, it no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> no! Be- oh, I'll tell you me. why. Because there has been an interesting discussion and people can tune out at the five-minute mark if they want or they can stay and listen to the whole conversation because during this conversation I was ready to walk out and just go, this podcast is too hard, let's not do it anymore, right? Mm. We've actually had a very good conversation. I would like to pick up the podcast maybe even later this week and do the remaining topics. And I know that there's going to be a big story coming out in the next day or so that I'm sure we'll want to have a chat about. And so I'm going to suggest that we just stop now. We say that's the podcast for tonight. It's gone a little off the rails, but it is what it is. And we pick up again maybe Thursday or Friday. But you'll release what we've done here, edited, whatever. All of this, even including me saying this now. But with my zinger, though. You can include that too. As as long as I get that. That's all I was worried about, my zinger. Yeah, go ahead. Abby, what's your concern? Oh, I don't want to. It's okay to get upset. And I'm the arsehole who made you upset. And I'm willing to let that be. I have to... Be held accountable for my actions, for the things I say. I stand by a lot of what I said, but I shouldn't have interrupted you. I should have let you have your train of thought. I should have given that you that respect. I don't. I. I wasn't upset because you interrupted, and so I think it just comes. I come across as an idiot. If, you don't like, come across I, as no, an idiot. No, no, you've never no. come across as an idiot. I think if I just start no, no. crying when someone interrupts me, but no, no one knows that. No one knows that. Representation. But no one knows that though. Abby, this is no, something that we know you are okay, deeply doll. passionate about. Yeah. And and yeah. so to get upset about it reflects your your incredible heart and and the, the person that you are around your desire for um for justice and equality and the American way. Well, sorry, sorry. I, I heard Superman. Superman. I'm so sorry, I heard and Superman. That brings I'm us so to the end of the <laughs> 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 I, look, Dal, can I just say, you, 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 we don't know that you cry, and that's okay. We don't know it. On the podcast, you won't know it. Yes, you But, of will. course, you saying it there will be on the podcast. You will Well, is this fucking live? Yes. This is Inception. I'm not anything out. Oh, the post-show discussion is part of it. Just really quickly, the zinger. Does that stay in? I just double-checking. I know Abby's crying, but the zinger? Yeah, great, great. Oh, you're the best, David Robinson. Oh, my God. Right. I think this is real. I think we should just put it out as is, warts and all. And I will put a warning in that this is not our typical podcast. It starts out like one, but it's led to a major discussion. Can you know I? What this is think- Rob. Oh, Rob, this is real life. Weirdly, <laughs> a, a show that Stan Grant hosted on the Seven Network in the nineties. <laughs> uh, so it all comes full circle. Real life. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, Stan Grant. <laughs> Can I just explain myself then and explain why I am emotional? Please do. Okay. And I'm not going to explain this very well because I wasn't ready to have to justify this. Because I feel silly getting emotional about an issue that doesn't directly affect me because I think what right do I have to get upset about this? Well, that's called empathy. Yes, I agree with you, Yes, Rob. but I just, when I see things like this happen, I just lose a lot of hope for the country that we're living in. Sorry. Sorry, Abby. But, Abby, there is hope. The fact that discussions like this take place, the fact that opinions change, the fact that we're having a voice to Parliament. I know, but I just think how many more people have to get hurt in that process, and I think I am particularly emotional about it in the past couple of weeks for a background story that I'm not going to delve too much into, in that I had a conversation with someone that I met for the first time, a, a friend of my parents who I had never met before. Um, 
who was not from Australia. She was Scottish, actually, and I hope she doesn't listen to this because she's now definitely going to know it's her. But she said the most horrifically racist thing to me about Aboriginal people just in casual conversation. And I hate I, these moments. I was so shocked by it yep. Yep. that I didn't say anything. And it's no, that, no, 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 no. I've got to come in this. There are many times when people have said these things, um, and I don't know what to say. So that that is a completely natural, normal you, response you because you get shocked. You can't. No, no, I know, I know, but it's just it's been it's playing awful. ever since it yeah. happened. It's all I can think about, and I now know exactly what I would say. But in the moment, I wasn't able to, and I get that that happens, whatever. But I just yeah. don't. It just yeah. upsets me to think what these people have to go through and what they're subjected to and the attitudes that people have. This was, you would see this person and you would think that, oh, she's really lovely. Like she was really fun and we had a great time. And then she said this thing that, and she didn't even blink when she said, she just said it and then moved on with the conversation. And it just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it upsets me so much that these people like Stan Grant and also like he said in his speech and also that I think it was Robbo, you alluded to that, he has privilege and he has a platform and he he has support and he said, I'll be fine, but it's the hundreds of other people who are targeted and who don't have a platform and who don't have support and who can't stand up for themselves and they go through this every single day and I just, I think about those people and, yeah, it just makes me upset. And so... I think it's fair enough. I, uh, look, I, I get you. And you're absolutely right, Abby. But it shouldn't have been spoken about as people were walking into the abbey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> another zinger. Put the zinger on the board. Can, I, right. can I stroll Let's... in, guys? I have not articulated myself well tonight. And oh, I, no, I Mark, want to apologise. You were amazing. I was fist pumping. I want to apologise. We have the post, post, post okay. chat. Let me wrap this thing up and look. Right. Say, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Um, it's been quite a ride, friends. It it, it certainly has Zinger? been. But we will end it here. We will maybe pick up later in the week. And for all your political discussions, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where or, politicians have their arguments. Or, or check out the Antrop and Robbo show. Oh, Coming back rest for your days. opinions. Oh, I don't know what. I oh, will let you know, buddy. We're recasting the, the last, yeah, not the last the name, the second. Yeah, Rob Go and Abby show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a great Jesus. night, everyone. Thank you for a really interesting discussion. I haven't changed my mind about the programming decision, but there you go. <laughs> we'll talk soon. And we will never talk about coronation coverage ever again. We'll get oh, back promises, to normal, promises, please. Rob McKnight. Otherwise, I'm out. I'm out. Good night, everyone. 